On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we talk with Travis Miller in a two-part series about parents and adoption. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Joel, welcome back. Hi. How are you? Above average, Andy. Above average. Yep, I'm wow. feeling it tonight. You know, it's uh, it's it's that time of January where you start to believe that spring will come. We're getting it, toward the it end. It was nice and sunny today. It was. It was beautiful. Some things kind of melted. I mean, they promptly froze after they melted, but nevertheless, they melted. The light <laughs> is at the end of the tunnel. Maybe, sort of, kind of. Uh, for those of us that live in this place called the the Midwest, North Central Indiana, where we're coming from, where uh, any sunshine that we do see is a gift. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, we're doing we're doing well, Andy. How about yourself? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing good. But Joel, you know, are we before we have to officially get into? We got to do the official it's, segment it's, opener. Open, yep. What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? Thank you, Hattie. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> brewing. Brewing. Going, going, things are going really well. Um, I, I, I've been in, we've been taking on this whole new chapter of youth group stuff for us. Yes. So, it's been, gosh, Andy and it's Julie, been wonderful. Youth worker extraordinaires right there. Some, something like that. Po- a power team, a power team, power couple. Uh, you guys are off with often starting as are yeah, we with some of yeah. the four, the 4H stuff as well. Yep, definitely started our first 4H meeting on Saturday. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. that's that good. time of year when we move, run, 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 run. Gosh, I forgot. I, COVID has made me lazy in this way, Andy. Right, because we were everything was put on pause, and we forgot that apparently we do a lot of stuff with our kids, and now they're our kids are finally coming around to this whole thing of like, hey, uh. It's, Mom and Dad, get on the stick here. We got start things are starting. We got driving to do, meetings to make, meals to miss. You know all those things. Yeah. yeah so. Um. So, Andy, can I tell you about uh, why I am now uh, the best parent in the world? I would love to hear your story <laughs> about the best parent. So, what's brewing in our life is uh, not this past weekend, weekend before. Uh, Aaron's one of Aaron's aunt, my eldest son, Aaron is a fifth grader, 11 years old. He, uh, we went to go visit his aunt because his aunt, his aunt Kate, God bless her was donating a kidney to a, to a, 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 a colleague of hers. And, um, so we're like, not to be morbid, but we'd like to we'd like to hang out with the aunt one time before she goes <laughs> under the knife. Not that we were we it all went very well. It was it was great. Uh, recovery is great and all of that. Uh, so we met halfway because she lives out. She um, for those of you that don't know is the uh, head coach for the women's rugby team at Penn State, and so she lives out in State College, Pennsylvania. So we met. Of course, where everyone wants to meet uh, in Cleveland. I'm rolling and, my eyes. Yep, hard roll. Uh, so they went, uh, so Aaron and Josiah and, uh, aunt Tiff and aunt Kate went snowboarding. Aaron fell on his wrist. Wait, but it, the, the ants were the one who's responsible. So how are you the bad dad? Well, the, the, you're, you're just wait, Andy. It gets better. Uh, we, <laughs> he fell on his wrist. It really, really hurt. And I was like, yeah, falling on wrist do hurt. 
do we think it's broken? He had all mobility of it and everything. Yeah. No immediate signs of anything being terribly wrong other than it was painful. And as the days went on with a little bit of ibuprofen, he's like, yeah, my wrist is feeling better. But like after a week, he was like, there's still this one point like we could, you could move it all around. I could touch it everywhere, but I could touch it one place like on the upper wrist where it was like it killed him. It killed him. And I'm like, mm, okay, so we got him into the specials today and sure enough. Well, yet yeah, Yes. Yesterday. yesterday. Sure enough. That bad boy was broken. Now, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is our baseball player. And of course, it's not his throwing hand. It's right handed and this is throwing hand, right? And uh, he's he was a little a little bit devastated at first. He's pulled it together. He's in a cast, a nice shiny pink cast too. Pink is the new black, I guess, or whatever. the The boys, the young boys, are into the pink. Hmm, um, so everyone's everyone. See, I mean, our guest has pink socks. <laughs> That'll that's a real preview of what's to come. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so long story short, uh, thank goodness. The bones start healing quick, so it had started to heal yeah. already, but was in a good position because so they he didn't had, need to like re-break it. He had had like a splint that we had like a, a oh, yeah, wrist yeah. guard mm-hmm. thing that we had put in, and apparently that had kind of helped uh, it. And I should say when we, I don't know, Jackie went and got that for him. Um, I told him to rub dirt on it, so that shows you the level of. <laughs> So anyway, we're doing we're doing well, but he's going to be on the DL uh, for preseason uh, baseball practice here oh, for man. about four weeks. So, uh, but I said he's not off the hook; he can still do conditioning. Uh, so he's get ready to get ready to stay. He's got to stay active. So anyway, I felt a little bit guilty, a little bit bad. We're moving through it. This is our first God God bless it. This is our first, first broken break. bone. First broken bone. Um, so we're doing, we're doing pretty well. And I do, I blame his mother partly. She is the one with the weak bones cause she's, she's broke both of her wrists. I've never broken. So the breaking of wrist runs in Jackie's family. It does. It does. So what you see, do you see me just projecting all the blame to On, her side of the family, her sisters and her it's their, it's their <laughs> fault. No, uh, but we're so grateful to the ants for taking them out snowboarding. Uh, it was a good time until it's always fun until someone breaks a bone. I'm so. saving that sound bite and we're going to send it right to your, your wife's yeah, family. Yeah. Aunt Kate Aunt Tiff. We're grateful for you. Thank you so much for doing that. It was, it was also that first experience of a kid getting hurt when you're not with them sure. as the parent. Right. Yeah. And it was kind of like, yeah, it's uh and, and Aunt Kate has seen a lot of broken things being a sure, rugby coach right. and has badly broken uh, bones on national television before. So her her standard, um, I like to show everybody, if you can Google it, people, don't feel free. Uh, type in Kate Daly broken leg. You'll see. Yeah, it's it's one of those where they slow in sh- slow motion a time oh. and time again. And you're like, oh, that didn't look right at all. Uh, you just feel free YouTube that bad boy. You'll put, see what we're talking. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we're talking about. I like to show it to everybody that I can because it's like they're, they're like, oh, every single time. It's good stuff. But anyway, so uh, Joel, well, he survived. He did. He we're, we're doing okay. Yep. Joel, would you like to interview our our introduce? I'm going to both interview and, and introduce our guest for tonight. I am. We are so 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 glad to welcome uh, our friend. Uh, and we as we call them new alumni to the show travis miller uh travis um here's the deal guys i'm walking on eggshells here tonight because travis is my wife's boss i'm just gonna full full disclosure here and i i there's just there's, so what you're saying is yeah is tomorrow he's gonna go say i don't want to say on the podcast well and i don't want to incriminate my wife because normally this is an opportunity for you and i 
to talk about our bosses, you know, in a very open way and to talk about our, our other family's bosses in a very open way. And now we just got to, we, we got to keep a lid on yeah. it. We do. We got to keep that all deep down inside. Uh, first, so first of all, Travis, welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you. Well, thank you, Joel and Andy. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes. Um, so, Andy, we decided, because this has come up in conversation a lot here on the show, we've decided we want to talk about adoption specifically. Um, so, uh, we want to talk with, we just thought it'd be good to talk with dudes and dads who know something about adoption, who've experienced that. I've had friends that have yeah. adopted kids, but I have never done it myself. Never so. done it myself because I lack the fundamental courage necessary. To do. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh, and and so Travis is gonna Travis is gonna explain to me why he's a better man than I am tonight. Um, but so Travis, I, before we get started in just to your guys's adoption journey mm-hmm. and kind of how that took place and how it's playing out now. Um, we also like to get the dad stats. So we just want to hear, tell us about your wife. Tell us about your kids, ages, what they're into, how long you've been married, that kind of good stuff. All that stuff that you would, uh, for us, us church people, that you would share that first night of small group uh, when you're going around and doing the, uh, the the introductions. I hate those. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, I'm going to tell them about my kids, and they're into this and this and this, and then I inevitably forget one of them, which is a whole other thing. But tell us, tell us whatever, whatever you're both comfortable and semi uncomfortable telling us about your family. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Um, my family is something I love to talk about. My beautiful wife, Holly. Good start. Married 26 years, move, going to 27 here in December. Good. Um, uh, she and I, we met in youth group, actually, mm-hmm. at, at the church we went to. It's possible, kids, but don't get any ideas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we, uh, we've been best friends. Um uh, we also have a son, Gabriel Olin. Uh, Gabe is 14 years old, and uh, he's my baseball player. He has uh, been playing travel ball for a couple of years now um, and uh, decided all of a sudden one day he's going to run cross country. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you do realize that's running. And, and not just a little, a lot of a running. Lot, a lot of running. So, uh, Gabriel, and we also have a daughter, Kaya, also 14 years old, both freshmen in high school, um, and not twins. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little right. bit later. Okay. But Kaya is, um, uh, plays lacrosse and soccer. Um, so she is extremely talented, uh, in art. In fact, I was showing Jackie today some of the things that she's uh, she's been able to accomplish in a very short time period. So, um, and I I do want to also mention um, my oldest daughter, um, Eliana, uh, Ellie for short. Um, Ellie is no longer with us. Uh, we we lost Ellie to cancer uh, back in two thousand four. So, okay. um, it is a uh, uh, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been a journey, but a, a fantastic journey. And, and how old was Ellie when when she passed? Uh, she was eighteen months and ten days. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know those are all. I mean, and I think that's part of the discussion. We obviously here on this show talk a lot about infant loss, about mm-hmm. child loss. Yeah. That's something that's near and dear to our hearts here. Um, but uh, so let's let's just start let's just start with this i mean the the kind of the question of 
what led you guys to the place of how you decided to start your family and how what how you came together i imagine for me because i don't i have not experienced this where it's like in my head it's like the the parents that are entering into adoption sit down one day and have like an official discussion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that what it was like for you guys or did you did you come at it from kind of different angles Mm, interesting interesting story um uh we came at it um we both thought of it on our own, but we weren't ready to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. And and there's so the story behind that is um, married for five six years and um, realized we we weren't able to get pregnant, and so we started seeing a fertility doctor. And through that experience, um, tried in vitro, um, really thought we we were pregnant at one point. Um, and then, uh, that failed. And so we started a second time and, and halfway through, um, they were going to do a procedure that, that we, we, I ended up stopping the procedure, mm-hmm. um, went into the next room and sat down with my wife, just the two of us. And I said, honey, I, I think God is telling us we are to adopt. Mm-hmm. And she started crying. She said, I think the same thing. Wow. I, f- I feel the exact same way. Yeah. And so what we found out was she was pushing forward because she thought I wanted her to. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. And I was pushing forward because I thought she wanted. So it it was, we were we were doing it for each other. Yep. Um, and we found out once we sat down and talked about it that, that, that God had another plan for us. Mm-hmm. We were still to be parents, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was a different way. Yep. Um, so after we agreed, um, we started looking at different agencies and um, do we adopt domestic? Do we go international? What's what? You know what? What, what do we do? How, how do we figure this out? So we we actually um, contacted a, a group or an organization called Bethany Christian Services. Mm-hmm. And Bethany, phenomenal. Just they were wonderful to work with. Um, and we, we actually got te- uh, teamed up with a family, uh, or a, 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 a mother who was pregnant and there was a, there was a father involved, um, that they had decided to, to place their, their child, uh, up for adoption. Um, they wanted that child to have a loving home that at the mm-hmm. point they realized they could not, uh, provide that for their child. So, um, yeah, my my wife and I uh, we started down this journey with them, and um, I was up in a meeting in a in a sales meeting, and my wife had gone down to down to Indianapolis to do some shopping with the birth mother um, to buy some baby outfits and things, and trying to get her involved a little bit. And my phone just started blowing up, blowing up couldn't figure out what was going on so i got out to the car and i looked and i called back to my wife and she's like you need to get down here now ellie's on her way oh wow and so she she was early so um made the trip down was able to to be there my wife was in the delivery room and um ellie eliana was born and so we um we were able to uh take her home uh we got her um, zero problem. So what, one of the concerns that's that's come up, comes up from time to time is, um, uh, and and it, it for an adoptive parent, 
um, sometimes that choice has changed. Um, mm. That the the birth mom decides yeah. to keep and right. and that's tough, but yet it is also it. Um, you know, there, there's a connection there. That, sure. That's it's it's hard, um, and we understand that. And and that didn't happen in our case. Um, so our adoption story just kept. It was just wonderful. I mean, we were on cloud nine. I was I was a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my wife Holly. She was she was a mom. Yeah. Um, so we went through the next um, really f- almost fourteen months. Just uh, she's a, a little redhead, uh, curly redhead by by the way. Um, just just a, a great great um, experience. Um, good baby, you know, just what you would expect. Um, you know, we had uh, kind of felt like we had the world by the tail. Had a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, just built a brand new house. Um, my wife had a good job. We had. You know, everything just seemed, we went to a great church. We, I mean, we had friends, we had family around and all of a sudden um, it stopped. And um, my daughter, we, we were at a friend's house and my daughter just started crying and we could not help. We could not stop. Um, she she would not stop. So we we went home that evening and, and just, you know, the standard Tylenol, you know, routine and, mm-hmm. and calmed her down but uh two days later um we noticed she was breathing a little funny and we um about five o'clock in the morning we decided you know what let's just go to the er we're gonna get this checked out um that's by the end of the next day we found out it was not um pneumonia like they thought um and that was on Monday, and we went to another hospital the next day, and then eventually down to Riley Children's Hospital. Um, by Thursday, it was confirmed she had cancer. Um, we fought for four months, and um, she she died in my arms yeah. in October um, of that year. So it was very um, a lot of questions, a lot of a lot of a lot of emotions came up. Of you know, God, you wanted us to yeah. We felt like right. we were to be parents, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's pretty awesome. I can actually talk without crying about this right now. So, um, but um, so shortly after uh, Ellie passed away in October, and we knew we immediately knew God still wasn't done with us. That yeah. that mm-hmm. he had he still had a plan. Uh, so we obviously had been through the worst of that that a parent can imagine, mm-hmm. and. Um, so we contacted the agency again and knowing knowing that we were we were in pain we were we yeah. we, we needed to heal yep um that uh so we d- we decided to go to a foreign adoption because they they take a long time and we thought this would give us a chance to heal but also looking forward to the sure. hope um so we started with china and uh we we started in with China, and during our wait, it was supposed to be a one-year wait, um, which turned into a two-year wait. Um, but halfway through, some friends at our church, um, they had approached us and said, hey, um, we need to talk to you about your agency. Okay. Well, come to find out their, their youngest daughter um, had, had, was pregnant. And they, uh, she and the, the birth dad were considering placing him up for adoption. So 
you re- remember the movie Narnia? The mm-hmm. movie Narnia came out. So uh, I was helping with youth group at the time, and um, we, we had given this family all of all the information for the agency. And we started. Uh, I went had gone to the church to help take the youth group to see this movie, and. I show up and I'm getting ready to walk down the hallway. Uh, I needed to use the restroom and, <laughs> and I mean, guys do that. But what happened was the, the, this, um, uh, uh, the, the father, the grandfather of, of the, of the child, um, wasn't born yet, by the way. Um, he said, Hey, can, can um, where are you headed? I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go, bro. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> Bathroom. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll walk with you. Okay, guys, don't do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> guy, guy, and and let alone talk in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Um, but so he and I are walking down, and and we step into the bathroom at church, and he's like, "You do know my daughter's pregnant." I said, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've we've been helping out with the agency information," and he said, "Well." They've decided to place the baby up for adoption, both she and the birth dad. And both of them and the rest of the family would like for you and Holly to adopt him. Wow. But can we still be grandparents? Oh, yeah. So, um, boy, I don't remember the movie. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because I couldn't get a hold of Holly, and I didn't want to talk on the bus. But I, I, I had to watch the movie a second time because I don't remember the movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so yeah. we got, we ended up going. Uh, I got home and I walked in the door and I, I told Holly about this, and um, we decided we needed to call the agency because we were we were halfway through the adoption with China. And mm-hmm. and we had given a, a pretty substantial amount of money at mm-hmm. this time. So there was an emotional and a monetary yes, right. investment, if, right. if you want to look at it that way. So we um, uh, called the agency the next day, and they're like, yeah, this isn't really going to work um, because you're going to have to start over with China. And I'm like, oh. So we felt that that door had closed. Um, so we were meeting on Wednesday night with the birth mom, the birth dad and and the grandparents. And, um, and here she is, she's, she's going to do, she's due in at the beginning of April, uh, in about, and that was about four weeks. Um, so we, we walked in and we sat down and God shut our mouths. We could not tell them no. Yeah. We, we just couldn't. It, it could not come out of our mouths. So the next day I called the agency and I said, I don't know how you're going to do this, but we need to make this work. They said, okay. Wow. Yeah. And that, that was as God just opened that door back up. And um, so we got a phone call early in the morning, three weeks later, the day after April Fool's Day, by the way, um, <laughs> she didn't want to call us um, on April Fool's Day because for fear, of exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you guys, are, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not coming. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Gabriel Olin was born uh, again. My wife got a chance to be in the delivery room. Oh wow! Yeah. And um, we have an 
unbelievably amazing situation. Um, I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Don and Paula. Uh, Courtney's a birth mom. Um, we still go to church together. Um, they actually have really adopted us also. We're part of the family. Gotcha. It's not a, hey, we're going to get together. Are you guys okay coming over? It's, um, hey, we're getting together. <laughs> <laughs> you better be here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, in fact, we were getting ready. Then we got matched with China. And Kaya, my daughter, um, uh, they are, they're, the kids are the are month and four days apart. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. So, um, my wife and I had to travel to China when my son was 10 months old. Kaya was, was nine months. And so what we did was the three sets of grandparents. So my parents, my wife's parents, and the Moomaws, the grandparents, we, we said, you guys figure out the, the two weeks and Gabe stays with all of you. And um, uh, so we, we went to China and we were, um, we, we got our daughter, um, by the way, she hated me at first. Oh, wow. Um, she <laughs> did not like, did not like men at all. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, uh, what an amazing experience. And then to, to come home, um, and, and at the airport, they, they tell you, do not let family hold the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't stop. Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one of the first people to grab this little girl was, Gabe's biological grandfather, Don. Uh, he still he views Kaya as his granddaughter. Oh, I, the wow. whole family does. Wow, wow. Their their grandparents, their aunts and uncles. Um, it is an amazing situation. You could not ask for a better story, a better um, outcome. Yeah, they're still grandparents. They're still heavily involved um, with their lives. Um, so our adoption story is amazing amazing yeah definitely so how has adoption affected your marriage mm. Mm. um how do kids affect a marriage <laughs> yeah true <laughs> yeah uh-huh. um yeah. um we have um we've made tough decisions um i've i i know we're talking adoption um but man, they're my kids. Yeah. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing different there. Um, uh, we have, um, I, I, I have to say we were closer. We're closer. We're closer because of our experience. Mm -hmm. We're closer because of, of the death of our daughter. Mm -hmm. We're closer because we came together, um, and, and adopted Gabe and Kaya also. Um, uh, it not only brought us closer together, but it brought our families closer together. Sure. Well, and it's cool to see how God has worked through that whole thing, which you may not have been able to see mm-hmm. God work if you didn't, you know, decide to step out and take take all of those steps for for adoption. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's you know, you can't see the forest because of the right. trees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do you feel like you and Holly? Like I think about biological parents, mm-hmm. where it's like. It, I think everyone will understand when I say this, where there is uh, there is not always the highest degree of intentionality in having biological children or, you know, like I know Jackie and I, as we were talking about our family, like I think 
one technically one maybe two of our four kids were plan you know quote unquote planned sure. per se we're thrilled when they're there there are kids yeah. all of all of that sure but the the adoptive intentionality mm-hmm. seems from what i'm hearing is di- is different in that mm-hmm. way because the process is different obviously do you feel like that intentionality was one of the things that built into your into your marriage because i'm hearing these conversations where you both had these like okay, we're going to, you know, we're sitting down together. We're going to do this thing together and it's going to mean this thing for our family and, 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 and all of that. And I, I just wonder if you see that as kind of a unique gift in terms of your relationship with your wife, like that, that was a platform to, to grow and maybe a way that other, other marriages don't have, don't maybe share that experience or, or in some way, I guess. You know, I never thought of it that way, but you are correct. We we were very intentional mm-hmm. about adopting. Um, yeah. Man, I wanted to be a dad. Yeah. I wanted to be a dad so bad. Yep. And Holly wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And so um you know, we we pushed we pushed hard. Um um not not each other. We we came together, but we um you know, any type of adoption, it, it's not easy because there's a chance of of just heartbreak you're getting your heart ripped yeah. you're putting yourself on the line yep. and then it could all go to nothing a- absolutely yeah. and and we were willing to do that yep um and uh yeah i mean it it just brought us closer together i i can't i, I can't imagine life without my children yeah i just really can't even imagine that so yeah um, that's good sometimes i want to imagine life without my children <laughs> um Andy and I have talked about this many times. It's it, it's known that the loss of a child specifically, that is, it, it can, the loss of a child and divorce are, are hand, they go hand, they in go hand. hand, they go hand in hand. Yeah. What was your conversation with Holly after that about how the two of you were going to move forward together? Yeah. Um, yeah, we did talk about that. Um, we talked about that because we were warned. Um, uh, I, I don't remember if it was a pastor, if it was a friend. Um, and we looked at each other and we're like, man, I, I need you. Mm-hmm. And she needed me. Yep. Um, there were the days, most days, if I was weak, she was strong yep. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Very few days where we both were just a wreck. Um, but we were there for each other and the thought of divorce never crossed, crossed our minds. Yeah. uh, My wife and I uh, had a a stillborn child and same thing. You know, we experienced that where I'm so sorry, the, the the days that one was strong, the other one was weak and and flip flopped. So I completely understand what you're saying there. Yeah. God's good grace in, uh, yeah. Well, because it's one of those like, we, we talk about this one flesh thing and, you know, in, in marriage and whatever, but I, it, it seems to me that sometimes the two of us, the two of us together really do equal one, the, the strength of one person. Like sometimes it's like, Hey, guess what? You're, you're on uh today i know you didn't plan this but you're you're going to be 80 percent of our of our, of our <laughs> one one i'm bringing like maybe 20 to the game uh today um but you you know I, that's the thing and, and in god's goodness i mean bringing bringing strength and togetherness from loss and from tragedy um is i mean 
and proof is in the pudding that 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 can happen um so as you guys as you guys have navigated this because we've heard this from other adoptive parents um what the conversations because now your kids are you know they're adolescents Mm. teenagers Mm -hmm. now what are the what are the conversations because the the natures of their adoptions are obviously a little bit different or whatever. What are the conversations you're having with them now about being adopted kids about their identity and who they are and where they come from and things like that? What's that been like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great question. I'm, I'm probably going to go back. Let's see. They're 14, probably when they're about five years okay. old, I'm going to go yeah. back to that point. Um, because that's really when the questions start coming up and, and, the gift that we have for my son anyways was he can always ask his birth mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has volunteered that he's actually spent the night at their house. Okay. Wow. Um, they took him to a Colts game. Um, she's married now and has two children. Her son spent the night at our house before. Um, I mean, that's the type of relationship yeah. we have. So there, there is, there's questions that's come up. Uh, that he's been able to talk to her about. Um, now, a little funny story. We've, we've talked to our daughter about her Chinese mommy and that how much she loved her mm. because she knew that if she did not place her, she was, she was abandoned on a like a police doorstep. Yeah. They, they came into work and they found her mm-hmm. there. Um, but we're we like to think that that birth mom was off in the distance and watching. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she wanted a better life for Kaya. So while we were talking about that, my son looked at us and said, who's my Chinese mommy? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, that, that was just his, his childlike yeah. brain. Yeah. Like, well, she's got a Chinese mommy. Yeah. And Where's mine? Yeah, I've got right. a Chinese mommy. Right. So, um, we had to explain to him <laughs> what, what that meant. But uh, I mean, even today, um, uh, uh, I would say the topic doesn't come up as, as often because we have, we have, um, they have always known about the adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we have never treated them any different than we would a, a biological child. It right. just, it, there's, there is no difference for us. Right. Um, and, and I would say that with, with most parents um, yeah. that adopt the child. I mean, it's sure. actually my son looks like my wife. It's, yeah. it's kind of crazy wow. to think about. I mean, yeah. we, we've got family photos just back and um, there's a strong family resemblance. Interesting. I, uh, we had our, our last guest, Corey, as he said, you know, um, you can, it's easy to make a big deal about biology, but, but really like, how we're defining family and, and how we're defining uh, it seems, it seems that those definitions are far more broad than we want to give that we give uh, credit for. Um, Because I, I think about like for me personally, it's like, okay, I have these, I have these biological children And in my mind, it's like, man, that would be a jump if I had biological children and adoptive children. I mean, and maybe, you know, families that are like this, that have that have both to really see them and experience those kids the same the same way to 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 really because one did come from me. 
and 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 the other and the other did not and yet everything i hear you saying is like you can't imagine any di- i mean you just absolutely cannot imagine any difference what whatsoever like this is my kid through and through and through good the good the bad the all all the stuff and i say this because you have adolescent children and i just respect the place that you are in life and i'm taking notes as y'all navigate that you can see i don't have hair <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. just making sure you get yes, to see yes to be clear yeah yeah all right do you when you're as you're seeing your kids grow up are there any things that you think about i mean cuz from obviously as you've said You've had, there's been a lot of blessing on this road that you've been on. There's a lot of things that have come together in a really, a really special way and just seeing kind of God's hand upon it. Do you, as your kids get older and as they enter into new relationships, ultimately with, you know, spouses of their own or or things like that, I'm wondering, how do you think your kids will think about adoption as they enter into adulthood like what do you think they would say um yeah that's um have thought about that um but we have had such a great experience i would hope that they view this as a great option to spread god's love Mm -hmm. um the family situation not only with the adopted uh, uh, my, my son's biological uh, parents and grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles, but also with my family, uh, my extended family, my wife's family, um, there is just a tremendous amount of of respect and um, of uh, uh, interest in, in adoption. Um, and I, I would really, I, I, I think they're going to be very open, open to that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so as you've parented, um, you have you know two fourteen-year-olds. Uh, I have one fifteen-year-old, and that's almost enough for me. But uh, two fourteen-year-olds. What's one thing that you've learned about yourself as you've parented? Mm. Nurture versus nature. Mm. Okay, that's um, that flip-flopped on me. Um, when the kids were younger, we talked about that, and because we are very close with the adoptive family, there's a lot more nature than I anticipated. And so um, we have um, uh, seen firsthand things that um, I think other people are, and, and I, I, I'm going to admit, me, me, my wife and I have said, yeah, um, that kid probably wasn't raised maybe the way we would have done it. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, that's, that's a nature thing. That's not, a, that's <laughs> yeah. not a nurture thing. So, and, and same with my daughter. Um, she is, I, obviously we don't know the family, mm-hmm. man, I'd love to sometime, yeah. man, I did just, someday I would love to be able to do that for her. But, um, but to see some of the talents and gifts that she's coming with, um, is, is so much fun to imagine um, the 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 nature part 
of her, of where she comes from, where in the world she comes from, and what her what her biological parents were like. And does she have siblings? Does yeah. she have brothers and sisters? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you, for our listeners out there, um, two-parter here. Number one, Andy and I have talked about this. This has been a conversation that uh, has been that I've had a lot with a, with a lot of other faith leaders, um, because the numbers are pretty clear. That specifically, if the church got serious about adoption, like if if the church started understand, because historically, the Christian church has been at the forefront of of adoption. In various cultures, children abandoned on on hillsides or whatever. Because either they were not male or because whatever you know whatever reason, um, adoption that that sort of way has is just been part of the DNA. If churches got serious about adoption, we could uh, eliminate a good portion of the adoption crisis that exists within the United States for for sure. Yeah. Um, What's our problem, Travis? <laughs> what, what What is the, because I know what, it, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, I, I, and I've talked with other adoptive parents, I've talked with foster parents about, about this too. There, there's a fear in, of the uncertainty, I think, that, that surrounds that. What, what do I need to do or what do folks need to do to get, to get beyond that or or what what is the in in your mind of is going through it if you were giving giving some counsel to to other families like what how do we become more adoptive conscious mm-hmm. and adoptive sensitive yeah that's that's actually a very tough question because um i, I we have this perfect picture that has been painted for us um, when I say perfect, I'm, I'm using quotation sure. marks, by the yeah. way, um, that the, uh, the, the healthy American family is, um, parents and what was it? 2.3 or 2.4. Yeah, 2.3, 2.4. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a short kid? Yeah, is that, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yep. um, I, is, is that right? Is that, is that what we're supposed to do? Right. Is, is, are we supposed to stop? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm from a family of six kids and, um, and we, I, I can even, I, I, in, in all honesty, when, when my wife and I got married, I kept saying, I, I just want two. Mm-hmm. I just want two kids. Yep. God blessed us with three. Um, but I, I kept saying that now, is that what, are we looking at that from a selfish standpoint? The financial standpoint are we well well that's going to be a lot of money yeah that's going to be a lot because you do have to be intentional yep. if you're going to adopt you have to be intentional you are intentionally like okay um raising this child 18 years what's what are those costs um and when it happens naturally and in some cases unplanned um Unfortunately, some of the other choices that are made are for the same reasons. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm just. I'm. Because I'm. I'm curious. Um, well, and then I guess to say, if if you could, if you could say, if if you could give, uh, like, for a family that's considering adoption right now, 
like what what is the the word or two of wisdom that you would that you would give uh, for the for the whole process for what what's helpful for their mindset for their expectations all of that like what what do you what do you want to pass on to the potential adoptive parent mm. I keep thinking of the uh, Nike slogan just do it <laughs> yeah um, uh-huh. God loves us and he's adopted us into his family. So why not share that love? Mm. Why not mm-hmm. why not demonstrate exactly how God loves us? Um we have um we have so many amazing opportunities to not just raise children but raise the next generation that's going to make a difference. Um they're going to make a difference one way or the other. Uh, I mean if if you really Yep. If we're really right. honest with each other, we they're going to make a difference. Um, and if we can help and mold that into a Christ-like image, yeah, that's um, my recommendation is to just do it. Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy of you know God and adopting us. Yep. But, you know, and and returning that favor and, and doing that for others. It is a uniquely, uh, and I say this even as uh, as a. Uh, I was going to say a former youth worker. I have to say this now, but like, you know, within biblical theology, the theology of adoption specifically is, I think one of the most helpful, you know, we talk a lot of, we, there's a good conversation that goes, that's on about adoptive youth ministry and, and thinking, um, thinking about how we're interacting with young people with through the lens of adoption, like the church adopting and, and, and other families adopting and, and, you know, it's a theme that's not talked about all that often, but it's rich because, because there's also this, well, like we have been adopted as sons and, and daughters by God. And then to, and then to actually flesh that out in real time and space. Uh, I just, I mean, from your story and and others that I've heard, it's just like the way God shows up in that. Like when you actually begin to live out some of these like clear biblical themes, I think the insight that you gain about about life, who you are, who God is, I think that's just a unique opportunity um, as well. And just the opportunity to say, I mean, obviously your your guys' lives as uh, there with any parent, but they're forever changed. It's like... And thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Thank God. <laughs> are you, uh, are you happier with yourself and with your marriage on this side of, of everything? Without a doubt. See, without a doubt. Yeah. We always talk about what we're going to give to other people by doing nice things like adopting them for them. There, there is, it's okay. There is a flip side to this thing. We grow, mm-hmm. right? Like, and 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 that and that's okay. I I would never I would never be like, hey, I want you to go through hard loss and hard times so that you can grow. But it, it like it's what happens. It's yeah. it's it's how it it's how it goes down. Um, yeah, I I I just think yeah the 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 just do it mentality is fantastic. It does fly in the face of our of our safety and certainty culture. Mm-hmm. Um. But if we've got if we got God with us, what are we worried about? What are we worried about? You, can, know? Can, can, you know, Joel, can I add to that? Yeah, just a little bit? yeah, yeah. I, I've, um, give me a little little moment to think about. Yeah. It. Um. God prods us. 
there's times that there there there're going to be some relationships that God says, you know, you're where I want you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some other opportunities that if God's prodding, listen. Yeah. Listen. And it may be a younger child, it may be an older child, and it may be a totally different situation. Yeah. But there, if you listen to what God is calling in your life and the direction that he's walking, that he is asking you to walk with him, mm-hmm. um, how can you go wrong? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Looking forward to this next year here, 2021 that we're in right now. Do you have any goals for your family? And if so, what are they? Mm. Mm. Um, in order to talk about the goal for 2021, 2020, um, boy, we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I had kids that, um, you know, I, I heard some of these horror stories. My wife's a teacher and she experienced okay. some of these yep. horror stories of kids just couldn't, I mean, it was, it was so difficult and I'm not, I'm not downplaying that by any stretch right. of this, this, the way the schooling happened. Um, it just, uh, my kids handled it so well. Uh, my wife handled it so well and we have been healthy and we have been, uh, blessed with, um, extra time we created a mile track between our property and our neighbor neighbor's property so as family we'd go uh the kids would go run and my wife and i would go walk on the, on that on that path um so 2021 um we were forced in, in 2020 to spend that time together mm-hmm. in 2021 i want to spend that time yeah. together yep um, so we're, we're planning a vacation where we're, my, my son came to us uh, several years ago and I cannot believe a, a kid said this and he said, do I want a bunch of stuff? I'd rather have memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're intentional. That's my goal for this year. Is he's to create he's on the dudes and dads. Uh, he's, he's entered into the philosophy <laughs> experiences. It, it trump all, all other things. That is, that is for sure. For sure. The case. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good, man. I, I we're we've been talking a lot about family goals and obviously as we're entering the year and, um, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't. Regardless of what your family situation is, uh, anybody listening, it's like, man, set out, pick something and, and go after it. And I think I'm hoping that this past year, just as you've said, has added some clarity to what's important to 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 the benefits of 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 being together. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully 2021, hopefully some things open back up. Hopefully, hopefully we, we can, can go, yeah, <laughs> we can plan some stuff and we can go places. I mean, I'm, I'm acting like it already. I did have a little bit of a freak out and I had, I had to talk to Aaron about this. Uh, the cactus league. Uh, mm-hmm. So is talking about delaying the start of their season. They're in, they're in kind of a major league baseball and preseason Arizona team. They're, I don't want to get into the weeds on baseball stuff. They are two different uh, governing groups, the Cactus League Association. And so they're already talking about like delaying the start of the season or whatever. Well, Aaron wants to go to preseason, wants to take a little trip, wants to. And so he's very hopeful that if they do delay, it'll overlap with spring break. And this could all, so all work better out, for him. work about better even, even so. And I'm like, I'm like, I just have this thing of like, 
we had so many of these conversations in 2020 about like being hopeful and, and whatever. And I did have that experience where I'm like, I'm not going to back down on my hope for that. Things are going to, are going to go forward. I, but I do feel a little, I just feel it within myself. I'm like, if I have to disappoint this child <laughs> again, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a tough one. So we're, we're, yeah, just uh, man, Travis, so excited for you and the, kind of that hopeful spirit of, of uh, what, what can be this coming year and for all of our families. Um, so man, thank you for sharing your story with yeah. us. Uh, and I hope for those people out there that are, you know, there are rough adoption stories. There are, you have a rough adoption story that has, that has been also really triumphant. If I can use that kind of epic language, uh, just there's good, there's bad, but at the end of the day, like I'm hearing you say you wouldn't change a thing. Never. Yeah. Like it's just it's uh, there's there is nothing lost in the economy of God and uh, that is that's a good thing, but obviously Andy, you know before we let Travis go because we can't let any of our guests off the hook without a little bit of pain and suffering. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Thank right, you. So those of you who have never joined us, uh, or if you've been living under a rock for the last right. year, or if you're like Travis who doesn't. Didn't listen, know podcasts listen, were a thing. Yeah, dude, uh, no, dude, listen to podcasts, but that's a whole new thing he's doing for 2021. It's like the radio, but right. whenever you want to listen, it's amazing. It's, yeah, yeah. So we just ask Travis five or six random questions that we're make up on the spot and kind of get to know him a little bit better. So Joel, why don't you hit us with the first one? Uh, Travis, I want to know what is the worst thing that you have ever eaten? Hmm. I'm gonna say those. What are those jelly beans that 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 you taste play like bad? Yeah, they're like they taste terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the they're jelly bellies, but they're the oh yeah the bamboozled ones. Oh, those oh, are oh, terrible. That, that's vomit. No. Oh, oh why would you purposely do that? I no. never did. <laughs> it was a total you accident. You accidentally that, came on it. That like, was. Did someone give these to you? It, it was a game. Oh, okay. And so don't play those games. No. Okay. <laughs> Lesson learned. Don't eat vomit jelly beans. So uh, what talent do you wish that you had? Mm, Playing the guitar. Yes. I would love to play the guitar. Said like a good former youth worker, current (laughs) youth worker, whatever. Yeah. You get the guitar. It's pretty much the world is at your fingertips. Exactly. Um, Travis, if you could have lunch with any person living or dead, who would it be? And you can't say Jesus. <laughs> I would um, somebody that was um, uh, very dear to me uh, growing up. Um, very close relationship. He passed away um, September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty five. Was uh, Monday night. It was my grandfather. Oh, okay. I would love to sit and talk to him one more time. Good. Good. So what are your kids most tired of hearing you say? Oh, dad jokes. <laughs> oh, my word. Mine too. <laughs> the, the eyes roll. The eyes roll. Um, and, and the thing is, my, my wife could say the exact same joke and they would laugh at it. But it's because I say it, they're like, oh, dad. Oh, no, they, they're going to. They're not. Yeah, they, they don't. They won't give her that either. <laughs> it, it's my, my daughter will roll the eyes and my son will just stare. It's not, and 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 it's like, 
Okay. Not an affirming stare. I don't know. <laughs> Look away. And yeah. you, you can't. It's like a train wreck. You just got to stare back at him like, come on, you got to smile. <laughs> come on, something. Travis, is there a, is there a, 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 is there something that we would just be really surprised that you're, that you're pretty darn good at that, that maybe it's just a lesser known uh, skill that you have, however mm. obscure. Mm. Have you talked to your wife? I t- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I have a, I'm going to call it a gift. Okay, good. I'm going to call it a gift <laughs> that I can, you guys, I'm, you guys are yeah. baited, yep. baited breath right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to edge my seat. I can't wait. Baited breath. I can bark like a dog. Oh, oh interesting. I can. <laughs> I, and it's fun in an airport. Oh, no. To, oh, no. You see these little kids and all of a sudden, they're like, you, you are. Yeah. And, and <laughs> wow. you, you bark and all of a sudden the kids are looking. <laughs> where, where, where's the service animal? And, and, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I stand and turn around and look behind me <laughs> and it's, it's fun. That's it's, good. It's fun to do that. Um, Andy, you're next. Do you have, do you have one? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll go with the, the teenage years. So if you had an album that kind of most represented your teenage years, what would it be? This is also a way for us to give away your uh, right. Wow, <laughs> where, where you where really you are. are. Yeah. Wow, teenage years. Um, I'm an identical twin, so I, I am. That's an obscure fact. Yeah, yeah that, that's an you. obscure fact. Yeah, um, nice. um and I, all I can think of is the Michael Jackson beat it. Okay, that was a good album, though. Because so. <laughs> we beat on each other like crazy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Travis, my final, uh, my final question to you is, uh, what book should I be reading right now? And I'm not allowed to say the Bible, right? Also, correct. Okay. I'm, right. I'm a pastor. We're, let's just magically assume that I'm just nose deep in that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we are. Uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm going to put up my work hat on here for for yes. a little bit. Um, been very involved, been very blessed with the company I'm working for, and uh, and and I have obviously your wife. Um, nice plug. W- Good. Working with me. Um, that's it's just she's been a true blessing. Um, we are going through a book. Um, and this is really on on selling. It's on the science of selling. Yep. Okay. Um, and it's we all sell, whether we're selling something for a living or we're selling something to our kids. Right. Like the time to go to bed. Right. <laughs> how to negotiate. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I, I apologize. I don't have that uh, that Christian um, no flair on on a book for nope. you right now. No. Nope. That, that's what I'm 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 actually teaching that at work it's so. the science of selling right the science of selling. science of selling so we'll put a we're gonna definitely put a link in uh in the show notes over at dudes and dads podcast.com we'll, we'll include that because you you're right well it's it is the art of persuasion and we all engage in that we are we are all participating it was and he mentioned bedtimes and i'm just this is a hot topic for me <laughs> What do I have to do, Andy? What do I have to do? It's very, very clear. The rules are 8.30 bedtime. I begin at 7 o'clock with the early warning system. Hey. It's coming up. It's coming, guys. 7.30. 8 o'clock. 
Time's ticking. Do you have your teeth brushed? Da, 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 whatever. Why am I having a 10 p.m. conversation about bedtime? Sorry. This is just, it's a thing that I'm working through. And uh, we just fired you up. Yeah. Oh, boy. Get, have, me, get me going. Have you tried brownies? <laughs> well, first of all, we all know that my wife hates brownies. Well, not actually doesn't hate brownies. Just never she had a never brownie. won't eat them. Never, never had won't a brownie. Seriously? No, she's yes. Not. This is a little. So you need to try and sell her on eating a brownie. Here's We've the deal. all tried it. Jackie's never had a brownie a day in her life. And it's not that she doesn't think she'll like them. It is that uh, it is a unique thing about her that she wants to hold on to Mm -hmm. um, as being like this because anytime we're in a group setting where there's like the icebreaker activity or tell us something unique about yourself, she freaking kills kills with the I've never had a brownie people look at her like she's from a different planet but like in a good way but they're just amazed they're just like what in what in the world and uh, so brownies I don't yeah um, yeah yeah, it's not a it's not a thing with her. I Challenge guess. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Watch yeah. out, Jackie. Oh, sakes alive. Oh my gosh. Andy, we've we've done it again. We have completed successfully the dudes and dads pop quiz and this episode. Gosh, Travis, congratulations. Wait a wait a wait a I was gonna say wait a bark wait a bark, wait a bark, bark, bark through, through it. <laughs> wait a bark your way through it. Uh well, guys, as you know, uh, all the good stuff. We we just want to continue to thank our supporters. We want to continue to thank our our community out there. And, and we really do appreciate our community, our our supporters. You're good um, people. You yeah, got us. You definitely. got us through 2020, and you're going to get us through 2021 as we continue on with uh, season three here. Um, Andy, we would be remiss if we didn't remind people that um, you know the the uh, the Valentine's Day. Uh, it's just around the corner. Don't forget your dudes and dads podcast hosts a hundred percent or don't forget to get on dudes and dads podcast.com and get yourself some lovely uh, merch Swag, for, yeah. for your significant other uh, because nothing says I love you <laughs> like more dudes and dads, dudes and dads. But in all seriousness, just remember us. Uh, we've got uh, we got some interesting things over there and uh, and we're going to you know what? We might even add some new uh, fresh 2021 some things. fresh 2021 gear. Um, guys, uh, as always, dudes and dads podcast.com for all the, all the goodies, the show notes, all of that. You can always email us over at dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com. If you've got thoughts, criticisms, concerns, harsh rebukes. Hey, I think I'm going to send out a link for, uh, a feedback, uh, yes. quiz, not quiz, but uh, a survey. There we go. Feedback so. survey, please. All you people, uh, give the feedback. We always love that. It's helpful for us. Uh, guys, you are you are good enough. You're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Want to say again, thanks to Travis Miller for spending this time with us. Um, his kids are going to have to listen to this podcast now. They're going to show him how to listen to a podcast so that he can hear. So that he can. So, guys, until next time, we wish you grace and peace. peace.